Kentucky Bible, there's the Ecclesiastes. Some people call it the Ecclesiastes. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter number twelve. All right. Appreciate Brother Randy's message. I'm excited about all the young men that we've got in the church nowadays. We uh, we went through a long period. And we didn't have these men, young men that was excited about serving God. Yeah. And serving God together. And I'm talking to get a little ahead of myself here. But Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, and the Bible says this, verse number 1, Remember now the Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun, or the light, or the moon, or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds be turned out of the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look out of the windows is darkened. Now, we could go on and on reading that. It tells you about how your health declines, the older you get, and how things begin to happen. I remember uh, years ago, I used to leave the singing with no glasses. I used to leave the singing, no hearing aids. But now I've got both of them. Amen. I mean, the Bible is so true. It tells you how it is from when you're young to when you start getting old. And there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to roll with the punches, you know, and just go with it. Amen. But anyway, um, I'd like to preach just a little while on remember now the Creator in the days of thy youth. Remember now the days of thy youth. Or maybe we can say remember the day from thy youth. But it does say created in the days of thy youth. Let's just pray one more time. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these young men that's coming up. God want to serve you. And oh God, I pray, Father, we'd be faithful men to train those men, God, that they might be able to serve you, God, Lord, with their whole heart. Enjoy the things of God. Enjoy serving you, God, Lord. It's been such a joy, Lord. God, this is not a job. This is a joy, Lord, serving you. Father, I pray you'd help us and help my friends, Lord, and help these young men. Whatever you do today, we'll love you, thank you, and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, um, you know, this, this portrait of Scripture has kind of been on my heart for a while, so here it goes. I can surely identify with this Scripture because I've been on both ends. Man, I got saved when I was 27 years old. Man, I was young and dumb. I'm full of zeal without knowledge. Man, we was ripping and roaring, doing all that good stuff. Kind of like all these guys right now. Excited about the things of God. And uh, man, I, and I, I love that, I'm telling you. Uh, and I just say, remember the Creator in the days of your youth. In the days of your youth. Now, you say, preacher, uh, I'm 40 years old. I'm 50 years old. Hey, that is your youth. Tomorrow you'll be older. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Huh? Good. That's the day you you, you ain't going to get no youther. Yeah. This is it, buddy. <laughs> this is right, right now. These are the days of your youth. Yeah. I'm 72. Tomorrow I'll be older. This is my youth. 72. Yeah. Right here. Right. I guarantee you. Now I know what he's talking about, but what the what God trying to tell us, he's trying to tell us that serve God right now. Whatever age you're yeah. at, serve yeah. God right now. Amen. Amen. Serving right now, I'm telling you, for one thing, if you don't, you're going to miss out some of the best years of your life serving God, enjoying and, and going. I'm telling you. Somebody said, well, preacher, when I get older, I'm going to serve God. No, you're not. You either do it right now, or you ain't never going to do it. Just do it right now. And like I said, if you don't do it right now, you're going to miss out on so much joy. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been saved now for almost 45 years, and it's been a joy serving God. Amen. Traveling around, man. I started to write a book called uh, Second Command, Following Preacher Dan. Amen? <laughs> now, anyway, will you mind maybe if I just kind of reminisce a little bit this morning? And just kind of tell you this afternoon. Well, it's still morning. Okay. All right. But just reminisce a little while, because I, I remember when Brother Dan Meadows and, and, and I and me and, and Joe Pillar, man, he was young. Brother Randy, when they was young. I remember when Danny Farley was young and Brother Field Dunn. We was all young. We was young and dumb. I may tell you, just wanting to serve God. We would have a lot of zeal, very little knowledge. 
So man, we had to learn by a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And we made plenty of them, amen? Yeah. Made plenty of them. Well, one thing about it, you don't have to make old mistakes twice yeah. because there's plenty of new ones to make, amen? Yeah. Plenty to go around, alright? Now, but uh, I think of all these young men we've got right now. I mean, the most of them are here this morning. I mean, and I'm watching you guys already. Man, y'all, a bunch of y'all piled in the car. Y'all drove up to old Linda, uh, Brother Lindsay's church or his dad's church. Man, y'all took God with you. Man, I mean, God showed up. Man, y'all come back with great stories and boy, great things that had happened. So what do you do with that? Well, you got this old bag. You take it and you stuff it down in there. Because one of these days, you're going to need that. You're going to need that. Amen. Then y'all, man, a bunch of y'all piled up and went over and helped. Brother Joey Whitener, man, y'all went up there and helped him rebuild and helped him do things, man. Y'all had a great time. Y'all cut up and had a big time. Take that, put it right down that bag because you're going to need it later, amen? That's what you're going to have to do, I guarantee you. But I think of all these good men, I mean, all of them here. And I think about me and Dan years ago when we got started together. Dan used to tell me, he said, listen, serving God is where all the blessings are. And I find he, he is exactly right, man. Because me and him got to working together. And uh, man, I love Brother Dan. We've been best friends now for uh, over 40 years. Yeah. Serving God together. Look, uh, we've hardly ever eat at each other's house. We haven't went fishing together. We ain't went hunting together. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, it's dangerous. hazardous to your health to fish or hunt with Brother Dan you could ask Pat Pell about that. I mean, they went fishing one time, and he was fishing with these big old uh, pyramid weights. Man, he went to cast that thing. Boy, he was over there, hit her right in the head, that parallel weight. She like, she like passed out and caught her in the ear with a hook, man. I said, I'm not fishing with Brother Dan. No. I mean, you had to wear an armor suit. But I mean, our friendship, our friendship has been in the work of God. Yeah. I mean, we've had more joy running up and down the roads and having a time. I mean, yeah. just serving God. It's, it's been the joy. I mean, we first started the Harris County Jail. Well, we walk in the prostitute block on Friday. I worked four days a week, and Friday we walked that prostitute block. And uh, we did it every, every Friday. And so one of them prostitutes named Bonnie, she got put in jail, which she did on occasion. And so she got in there, and there was some Catholic priest. She said, look, I know two guys out on the street. She said, man, they better than all y'all. She said, y'all need to get them in here. And uh, she said, well, have them call me, and, and, and we'll see what we can do. Well, so what me and Dan do, we just walked up to the county jail. So we're the chaplain's office, and they told us. We walked right on down there, caught the elevator, went and opened the doors for us, walked right in the chaplain's office, and the chaplain said, how'd you get in here? So we didn't walk in here. He said, you're not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> I said, well, we're here. Yeah. And so anyway, we were there. And they said, no, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. So we had to make an appointment and go through all the motions, you know. And so Brother Dan, we're over here. And we're, uh, we ain't been there maybe a few weeks. And so we get on the elevator going somewhere. And uh, so one of the inmates in there said... Uh, who wrote this good news Bible? And Brother Dan said, Heathens! <laughs> I'm thinking, man, you shouldn't have said that. It's ecumenical in there. You can't do that. And so anyway, I thought, oh, here we go. So what happened that evening? just so happened that the Catholic priest had been dealing with that young man. And they the one that put them Bibles in there. Or so-called Bibles. And anyway, so we they called on the carpet, so... Anyway, the Catholic priest was gone, so we talked to the Episcopal priest in there, and uh, he uh, he looked like E.T., you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a mess. But he began to chew us out and everything, you know, and, and Dan, was he was stuttering, trying to explain why he said that, and for finally, he, they told us not to do that. And uh, <clears throat> I was mad. I was, I used to have a real bad temper, and I was mad, and uh, so I we get ready to go. I said, Dan, you can go. I wanted to talk to that priest. Chapter. And so anyway, I got to talk to him. I said, no, wait a minute now. So he told you he said it. I told him that he said it. So why are you chewing me out? And he said, well, you know, y'all both in the same church and everything. 
I said, you mean to tell me if you got two children and one of them does something wrong, you're going to spank both of them because they're a member of the same family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because that's, that's what you did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't care if I got, would have got thrown out. I was mad. <laughs> well, anyway, God kept me from getting thrown out, you know. And uh, so, anyway, we went on about our business. I said, man, that's another fine mess you got us into. <laughs> Hey, listen, we love serving God. I'm telling you, we used to go down there in prison. We'd get up early on the morning. We'd go down there, and, we'd, and uh, whoever went with us, we'd pick them out the church, and we'd go down to the Clemens unit. We'd have two services, trusty camp in the building. Then we'd drive over to the Wayne Scott unit, trusty camp in the building. And then we would drive back just in time and have church Sunday night. And the, and the chaplain down there said, what y'all fixing to do? Oh, we're fixing to go to church. He said, go to church. You done been four times. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I said, no, we're going to church. And as soon as that church service got over with, we already had our stuff, we piled in a car and we drove all night long to get to Tennessee or to Ohio or someplace wherever we was going. Yeah. And I mean, we loved every single minute of it. And we loved it serving God. I'm telling you, man, just like put like a, a Apostle Paul. Man, look at here, man. He'd grab old Silas or he'd grab old Barnabas and he'd crack somebody with him. You know, he's trying to train them and help them and yeah. he's using them for the glory of God. Amen. And that's what we've done for years, man. I, uh, Brother Phil Dunn, he worked for me about 15 years and he said, listen, I'm, I'm going to pastor a church or eat rat poison, but i got to get away from you guys, you know. <laughs> so anyway, he did and he... Uh, he uh, uh, he did that, and then Brother Baker, he worked with us about 23, 24 years, off and on. And uh, Brother Larry had been with about 18 years. But a numbers of people, Chris worked with us, and Kevin, he, he worked with us, and, and Nathan, he worked with me for a while. I'm telling you, it's a joy trying to say, faithful men teach other men to train others also. Amen. That's what it said. And that's what we're trying to do. Because like I said, that's one reason why all these young men are here. Because one of these days, we're going to be off the scene. And uh, I'm telling you, we're going to be able to see, and we want this same type of stuff to yes, carry sir. right on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have these meetings here so we can grow in grace and learn how to do things. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not through learning. I'm still trying to learn something new too, man. I guarantee you, you know? Now, and we did have a great time, man. Uh, let me stop for a minute too. Now, Brother Randy kind of covered this while ago a little bit. But, you know, don't get so busy for God that you neglect your God-given family. God give you that family. You need to take time with them, do stuff with them. I mean, listen here. Uh, you say, well, I don't have much money. Well, you don't have to have much money. But when my kid was a little bitty and we didn't have the money, we'd take him over to the airport and I'd pay for parking. We'd park on the top of that parking garage and watch them airplanes land and watch them. Well, you, do you remember that, Nathan? When they loved it, man, I mean, they'd land. Sometimes it beats the cold, you couldn't hardly stand it. But then kids loved it. Brother Danny, he said that when he did the same thing, he, he couldn't afford the parking garage. So if he'd find a place by the airport and by the end of the runway, he'd they'd watch him down there, you know. <laughs> hey, take them hunting, take them fishing. Uh, listen, take them to the zoo, take, go on a picnic. Do something with that family, I'm telling you. I mean... The Bible said in Proverbs 22, 6, train him a child the way he's old, and when he's old, because when he's old, he'll depart not from it. Yep. Now he's talking more than just biblical things, but you like Brother Render said too, teaching them over the grass. I mean, look, Brother Danny, as busy as a man he's been his whole life. Right. He always took time to train them boys how to use the chainsaw and how to mow the grass. He taught them how to catch a fish. He taught them how to uh, hunt deer. He taught them how to set a trap. Hey, that way they won't have any problem trying to figure out what gender they are. Yeah. Let me tell you, yeah. you guys, I'll tell you what, you treat, you train them boys up to be men. Yeah, Amen. Kids to be men. Yeah. That's what I did with Nathan. I had Nathan, he was hustling yards when he was too little to be hustling them. He'd mow the grass, he'd be like this, he'd be mowing them grass yards. He had money in his pocket, I'm telling you, he liked that. I guarantee you. But we train a child the way he should go. And you know what that's going to take? That's going to take time. What we have so little of is time. But you better make time because if you don't, 
somebody else will and be the wrong wrong people, man. Right. I guarantee you. I, I love that story in the Bible, the uh, Regibite. And uh, about the Regibite, Jeremiah 35, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And it talks about the Regibite and uh, what the Lord said, give them wine in the temple. Here's the cup, just give it to them. He said, why in the world would you do that? Because he's fixing to use them for an example like Job. And what he did, the kids said, and they said, here you go, y'all can have it. And they said, we ain't doing it. We don't want that. So we watched our father, Jonadab. We watched him. He said, man, he didn't drink that stuff. He told us to leave that stuff alone. He said, look at that. I watched my daddy come home and love my mama. And he come home and treated us right. He taught us right. He loved on us. He didn't beat on us. I'm telling you, he didn't beat on my mama. He said, you can have all the stuff you want. He said, but for us, we ain't doing it. Amen. They learned it. Where they learn it from? Their father that yeah. spent time with them. Amen? That's it. Now let me get on with it. I'm never going to get through with this anyway. Amen? Anyway, listen. Uh, I... Uh, I'm the church grandpa. Y'all probably already know that. I, I love being the church grandpa. I really do. Man, I'll take them, uh, bring a bunch of suckers in my pocket, and them kids know it. Man, I'm telling you, they get close to the invitation, and them kids are lying there. I mean, <laughs> now, brother, brother Brad's daughter, Annabelle, she's real sweet. She'll come up to me, and she's kind of real nice, ladylike, you know, we get it. And, uh, and that's good. But then... Uh, but Annabelle and Charlie Green, yeah. let me tell you something, you better have that candy with you, right? <laughs> and I'll come off that platform, because if I don't, they're going to be up on the platform. But here they come. <laughs> here they come, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I, I just do. I absolutely love it. I'm Born to be a grandpa again. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, anyway, they did that, and me and Dan. But we got so busy, we was almost doing things seven days a week. Finally, I said, Dan, look, I can't do this seven days a week. I gotta have one day to get a message together, or to be with my family, or something. But I said, look, we cannot do this seven days a week. You know, I just can't do that. And because uh, the devil, he'll get you to do this now. He'll, I mean, you'll say, oh yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. And man, you'll lose your family and then you're in a mess, I'm telling you. And I, and I thought about that because I was going to bring it out, but Randy already did. Randy talked about how they, a number of good preachers have lost their family because they got so busy for God they neglected their family. And that's not the, certainly not the will of God either. Now, uh, he taught all that stuff. You know, and our wives, we don't want to get our wives. Our wives put up a lot for us to serve God. They put up with a lot, man. I'm telling you, uh, my first wife, Daddy, uh, she was tremendous. Man, uh, Brother Dan would come by the house. Come on, man, I got a place. We got to go preach, man. We got a place. And, uh, and me and my wife, maybe we fixed to do something. She said, all right, honey, don't worry about it. Y'all go home. Y'all go and preach to them. It'll be all right. As we jump in the car. Man, let's not get ready to go somewhere. Sometimes she'd draw my bath water for me, so it'd save me some time. I mean, listen here. We're going to appreciate these wives are a treasure in an earthen vessel. They are a treasure, man, I guarantee you. If they'll back you and put up you hard-headed as we are men sometimes, I'm telling you, and I agree with Randy, you better you say, oh, my wife be submissive. Well, give them something to be submissive to, amen? Yeah. Hey, take them where they want to go. If they want to go to the opera, take them to the opera, man. Yeah. Well, if you ain't got the money, just take them to the door. Watch them go in and out. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all go. Trey, you now. You know, we used to love to hear Brother Jack Wood's story. Man, when we was young, and man, he'd tell them stories, and man, we would just sit there and eat them up, man. Uh, I know these young men, they'll gather around Brother Danny up on the platform. What are they doing? They're trying to get something from him. You know? yeah. They love to hear stories, plus they're trying to learn things yeah. too. 
I mean, they want to get something from the old man of God while the old man of God is still around so they can grow in the grace of God. I mean, they are learning how to fight the devil and how to fight rotten religion and how to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove because there comes sometimes you go someplace like Brother Randy said, he wanted to tell them this and he know better. So what do you do? Hey, you uh, got to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. When to say something, when not to say something. And uh, we we learned that. The uh, I took some trick tracks into prison one time, and this Catholic priest blew up. Man, I mean, he took him. He was taking them and throwing them in the garbage, man. Cause uh, I guess he just didn't like check chick tracks. Well, anyway, man, he was just blowing her to going. Man, I wanted to go over and punch his lights out. Man, I'm telling you. And uh, but I said, no, I can't do that. So I went and sat down in my office over, and I waited and waited. I gave him time to cool off, and I went in there, and I said, well, I said, uh, I, I, I apologize. I, sh- I should have talked to you before I brought those in there to make sure that it was okay. I mean, and I pulled the stringer out, you know, soft anchor turning away wrath. So anyway, I pulled the stringer out of that thing, and because uh, I could have got thrown out right then. That's just what the devil wanted. Right. So anyway, and one time that chaplain, he said something to the warden, and I walk into the lunch room, and all the wardens, they all sat down with me. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm getting thrown out the door. And uh, but they said, man, what's going on with you and this chaplain? And I said, well, I, I did something by accident. And he said, uh, well, that chaplain's okay, but I might have to run him off. And I'm thinking, yeah, run him off. Man. <laughs> run him off, man. I said, thank the Lord, Lord, I got Wait on, son, I'm telling you. Huh? Now... Um, well, let me back up my wife one more time. I forgot to tell you. One time, me and Brother Dan Rand, we took a 28-day trip. Now, that was after my wife was a quadruple amputee. Yeah. I mean, she had a she had a wicked left hook, man. Yeah. I mean, she had a hook for a hand. <laughs> and, I'm, and I wasn't going to get involved with her, man. That is a wicked left. Huh? I'm but anyway, while we was gone, she took care of everything for 28 days. If something broke down, she write it on the list, you know. So finally, when we got, I got back after 28 days, and we had a great time. Man, I, I got up there, and uh, she handed me the list. Looked like the Dead Sea Scrolls, man. I'm telling you. So I, I just put my work clothes and went straight to work, man. I'm telling you. The kitchen door laying on the floor. I don't have that. There it was. But I'm telling you, man. I'm going to tell you the things that happened, amen. We, we saw great things. In our real youth, our real youth, amen. We saw the great things. We went up to uh, Homer Smith meeting. Brother Jack, every year, he wants us to go twice a year. He wants a bunch of us guys just to pile in the car or whatever, head up there and stay at Sam Gravatt's place. And we'd go to that meeting every night. And uh, so, because they always wanted us to sing, they wanted this Texas bunch to sing. And right before they, they would preach, he wanted me to lead in. Everybody will be happy over there every time. So anyway, we got up there. And they had the Apple City Gang or Apple City Boys. Anybody remember them? Remember them? Well, what a joke, man! I'm telling you. So anyway, they got up there and they were singing. They got all the the talent. They got the the clothes. They got the equipment. They got everything but the touch of God. And they sang about three or four songs. I mean, it was dead at four o'clock, man. And so when they got through, they sat down, thank God, and uh, <laughs> they, uh, they had everything. But they did have a, a queer for a key, keyboard player. So anyway, we, uh, we got up there, and so man, we all got up there, man, me and Brother uh, uh, Mike Saunders and Brother uh, Danny and Brother Field, and uh, we even had Brother uh, Buster Kennedy. We helped him get started, and a uh, different one. So we all up there, half of us out of tune, and man, we took off on uh, that same spirit. And I mean, tell you, that place blew up, man. It erupted, man. People were shouting, they're running the aisles, man. One guy arrived, another back, one another guy back. Miss Wood, she's back in the back. Well, here she goes, Miss Wood, she's like, ow, Lord, she's just praising God, you know. That's it. And we may not have had all the tools, we may not have had the equipment, but listen here, we had to touch your God. Yeah. Yeah. I said that one's going in the bag, man. Yeah. That's going in the bag. 
I'm telling you, that's the kind of thing that make you keep you going on, man. Yes, keep serving God. Keep yes. you excited about doing the things that God would have yeah, you to do, man. Yeah. I want you to know, put them away. Put them in that bag. Boy, I remember the first time, me and Brother Randy talking about this morning, that uh, first time we all went up to Idaho, Brother Jack said, y'all come on, we all going to go up there. So uh, we, we all flew up there and, and uh, got in. And the meeting was good. It was a decent meeting. It really was. But we had it in a tent. Man, I thought I was at the North Pole. Man, it was cold. I'm telling you, I'm leaving the scene. My finger just froze trying to leave the scene. And see your breath coming out, you know. And, uh, and so we up there, and uh, at about that time, I see out the different people singing. And Brother Jack said, God wants to do something here, but he's not going to use these people. I said, uh, get these boys up there. So we all jumped out again, same crazy crowd. We got up there, you know, we took off. I don't even know what we sang, but here it went again. Boom! It blowed up, man. I mean, God showed up. People hollering, screaming, crying, running out, altar filling up. And then they got to give it a testimony, saying, We didn't think we'd ever see that here. We never thought we'd see it here, man. I mean, if we had it two or three years in a row, but I mean, God showed up in there. I said, Man, that's going down in the bag. Yeah. That's going down in the bag. You want to help Brother Dan better, I guarantee you, you know, because uh, he's pretty beat up now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if I call him up and he may be down, I'll say, hey, Dan, remember this? And I'll pull it out of that bag and oh, yeah, man. And I said, well, what about this dead over here? Before it's all over with, man, we're laughing. We're having a time and all. It lifts yeah, the spirit. Yeah. It's those things, yeah, man, that you've got to put away right now because yeah. somewhere down the road, according to Ecclesiastes, when you're wore out and you can't hardly get around, I mean, you come back and say, whoa, look how God met with us. Yeah. Look at God. Let us be used of Him. I'm telling you, we want God to use us. I'm telling you, I never get tired of it. Man, we had a meeting in the Bill Clements prison up there in Amarillo. And uh, we've had, we have the three-day revival meeting there every year. And uh, so I got a convict friend. Her name is Ricky Smith. And old Ricky Smith, he got three life sentences while he was in there, while he was in prison. I mean, he bad on me now. <laughs> but I met him down here at the Wayne Scott unit, and he was a good friend of mine, you know. And... Uh, uh, and he was a young guy because as old as I am, most of my friends are Walmart greeters, you know. But, <laughs> but anyway, old Ricky, man, he wanted to come to that meeting, and uh, but he wasn't in the right place where they wouldn't let him come. So I talked to the chaplain, and the chaplain he finagled things around and he got him in there. And old Ricky come in because Ricky got saved after all. He got to three lives. He probably never getting out, but he. He got both three lives in, but he got saved after that. And he was a chaplain clerk for a while. But anyway, he wanted to come to that meeting. We got him in there. And man, as they was coming, it was just an unusual service. The big old, had the big old convict choir singing. And all of a sudden, that breath of God blowed through there. And them old convicts got to weep, weeping. They got to praising God. They got to shouting. Man, an old Ricky Smith, he come up to me. He grabbed me. I love you, man. I love you, man. They will get me out of there. I'm telling you. I said, down in the bag, man. Yeah, down in the bag, man. I guarantee you. I'm telling you, we were in New York City. Manhattan, New York, armpit of the world. <laughs> and so we was there, and Brother Dan, uh, well, on that 28-day trip, man, we traveled. That, that's where we was headed to, we was headed to New York. And so he preached that rose in the bottle message. Him, how y'all heard? Anybody heard that message? Tremendous message. If you had, you need to pull it up and, uh, on the internet and find it. But anyway, he preached it, and everywhere he preached it, and then he'd break the Bible. Not on purpose, but he'd he mind a way to break it every time. And I, but I got to clean it up. Praise God. <laughs> so every day, we'd have to go out and find a brand new beer bottle. <laughs> Two preachers looking for an empty beer bottle. Huh, man? That ain't going in the bag. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway... But we was having a meeting at that Macaulay Mission. And that Macaulay Mission over there, it was a, we was having a decent meeting. But while we were doing it, we sightseeing a little bit. And we walked over there and went to the Bowery Mission. 
when we got to the Bowery Mission, looking around, and the, the guy that run the place, he said, listen, y'all come and hold service for us tomorrow. We said, okay, we will. So we come back the next day, you know, and at 12 o'clock, you know, they would bring them in, then they'd feed them. So at 12 o'clock noon, man, they opened them doors, and here they come, pouring in there, just filled that place up full of people. And out of all them people there, I spotted one woman in there, and we found out later her name was Catherine. And old Catherine, man, she sat down there, and brother, we sang a little bit, and then brother Dan preached that rose in the bottle message. And old Catherine, them tears was a running down her face. And man, he gave invitation. That altar filled up. Man, I'm telling you, all kind of uh, people was there. And man, after everybody finally got through praying and left, and they went to eat. Old brother, uh, I mean, uh, Catherine, man, she got up. She come up to it. She said, look. She said, I've tried this and I've tried that. I've tried being a Muslim. She said, but today, she said, I know I got saved. She said, can you see it? She said, does it show? I said, oh, yeah, Catherine. It shows. And oh, man, we got to talking to her. And I'm telling you, uh, we told her we was having a meeting at the McCall Mission that night. She said she'd be there. So we and Dan, we're sitting in the back room waiting for them to call us out to the, the platform. And so Catherine comes in and she sits back there and just gives us the whole life story. 16 years old when she got on the street. She's 36 now. HIV positive. And she said she had what needed her life changed. So man, we talked to her and encouraged her. And then it come time for us to go out on the platform. So man, we took her out there and put her on the platform with her just like she was somebody. And uh, First time anybody ever wanted her for more than just her body. And she sat there, and man, Brother Dan, he prayed. I don't know if remember what he prayed, but them tears just run down her face. And every night after the service, they'd give us some juice or they'd give us some water. And so, anyway, all of a sudden, they give invitation, and Catherine, she disappeared. I don't know where she went. And then here she come back. She had a glass of juice. She walked up to Preacher Dan. And she gave him that juice. And I thought, just a cup of water in Jesus' name. I'm telling you. And man, we had to leave the next day. And the, so we, we arranged with the, with the uh, uh, mission that they would help her all that they could. And they said that they would. So man, we're driving down that Jersey Turnpike the next day, started heading back towards home. And I got to thinking about old Captain and the tears are running down my face. And I looked over at Dan, tears running down that face. I said, I'm thinking about old Catherine. He said, yeah. He said, I am too. I said, well, let's go right down to the... That's going in the bag. Right yeah, there. That's going in the bag. We'll need that one day. We'll yeah, need that. Yeah, yes, sir. I'm telling you, we'll need that. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, this is not a job. It's a joy, man, serving God. I'm telling you. It's a joy. Oh, I'm going to tell you one on Brother Dan. Oh, Brother Dan, one of the street guys he's working with, they talked him into coming and preaching a meeting there at his church. And so, sight unseen, Dan accepted. He accepted. So me and Phil and uh, him and, and uh, Alan Wickline, I forget who went with us. But we went up there and we're looking for this church. And it's a nice little frame church. Is that it? No, no, that ain't it. Go a little further, and there's this little old brick church. Boy, I said, man, it's a nice little brick. Is that it? No, no. And we're getting further and further dark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we pull up, and there it is. And this building is leaning. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like somebody took a four-inch paintbrush and painted that sign out in the front. <laughs> painted it. I said, Dan Metters is another fine mess you got us into, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so anyway, we got in there. We started to uh, have service. I've had a good service the first night. They had one guy, his name was Earl. Earl, his mind must be gone because the whole service, he died. He's done the whole thing. Man. And so the second night of that meeting, uh, that guy wanted Dan to anoint him with oil. Earl. <laughs> and uh, Dan said, told the preacher, he said, no, I'm not going to do it. He didn't. I mean, this guy been all with so many times he slides out of bed at night. You know, and he wants to get old again. And so, uh, anyway, Brother Dan, <laughs> put Brother Dan up. Uh, so the next night, well, the pastor, what he did, he grabbed the ball and just, 
you slapped old Earl upside the head, man. And uh, I'm telling the truth. I mean, in fact, he looked like Jab of a Hood anyway, sitting on that row. And uh, anyway. So anyway, the next night we came, and nobody was there. They left. They, they had took up an offering. We didn't get the offering either, man. And I said, Dan, you should have old Earl, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I said, Dan, it's another fine man you got in there. I'm telling you. Listen, enjoy serving God in the days of your youth. I'm telling you, enjoy it, man. Find somebody that you can work with that will encourage you. Say, Come on, let's go serve God. Let's go. Find somebody that'll pump you up. I'm telling you, you, you may get put down. I'm going to pump you up, man. Pump you up, man. Well, maybe you need to be pumped up. Pump me up, will you? All right. That's why God, He always sent them out two by two. Yeah, yeah. Try to help one another, encourage one another. Go and serve God. Have a good time. Cut up and slam dunk and everything all the time, too, man. Yeah. Me, Phil, and Dan, we're driving down the highway. Oh, crazy, Dan. Here we are, man. We're in field suburban. And Dan keeps reaching over the old stick and friggin' in my ear. <laughs> now, this is spiritual Dan. He's driving down the road and all of a sudden, stick and friggin' in my ear again. Finally, I had enough. I just dove over the seat on top and started beating on him, man. <laughs> That's going in the bag, huh? Oh my God! I'm having too much fun this morning. Uh, now, yeah, matter of fact, well, me and Dan, we have loved one another, and we've been best friends over 40 years. And uh, you'd think we hate each other's guts. You rode with us, man. I mean, a slam dunk city, man. I'm telling you. And uh, so, Joe, Joe Dunn, Brother Fields' son, we come back from a meeting, and he run to Daddy. Said, Daddy, Daddy, tell me about the fight. He knew me and Dan was going to fight, man. He knew there was going to be a fight. Anyway, let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's go back up to Amarillo. We was up in Amarillo, and uh, they had a black inmate in there. His name was Curly. Now, I don't know why he had less hair than me, man. I don't know why he called him Curly. But uh, anyway, the year before, we had the council meeting because of the, uh, the what, they call, what they called them, the, the seven that escaped from the prison. I forget what they called it. But anyway, they escaped, so they locked down the whole prison. We couldn't have it that year. So the next year came around, and so we was having the meeting, but they was only letting certain buildings go to the meeting. And so, anyway, now Curly, he is the chaplain's clerk. He is the clerk. And so that clerk uh, wanted to go to the meeting, but the chaplain said, I'm sorry, Curly, but you're not in the right building. And I'm telling you, that broke Curly's heart, man. And old Curly, he went up to Dan and just fell on his chest and just cried like a baby. All he wanted was a little preaching. I do not understand how he could not go. He was the chaplain's clerk. I don't know how. So he wasn't able to go. Boy, I'll tell you, it broke my heart, broke Dan's heart. And we're headed down the highway going back home the next day. And I'm thinking about Curly and the tears running down my face. I look over at Dan, same thing. I said, I'm thinking about Curly. He said, I am too. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, broke a heart. I'm telling you. All they wanted was a little preaching. We just wanted to serve God, man. He wanted to go with us. Now, we love when Brother Baker goes with us. Now, Brother Baker, he is a hoot. I'm telling you. If you have been around Brother Baker, he is a lot of fun. So we're driving down the road, headed to a meeting, and... Brother Baker, he don't get a, a cup of coffee. No, he gets industrial shrink, big drum, you know. I, I'm telling you. And so he gets in the car and he drink, he drinking. He's about halfway through with it. He decides he don't want no more. He rolls the one down, chunks it out, right on the car next to it. Yeah, you know, and coin trying to get that stuff over there, you know. That and going in the bag. That's going in there. Uh, that's what the bag. One time, we, while I'm heading that way, 
we uh, we were just claiming a unit. We were coming back, and uh, so we always stop, get something to drink. So old Baker gets him another 55 <laughs> gallons of coffee. <laughs> puts it in there, and it's full of all kind of stuff in it. He put it in there. And so me, I'm being goofball. I'm being silly. I had a Snapple ball, had it upside down. I wanted to set it down, and I hit the top of that cup. What I did, here it went. <laughs> Coffee run up under that woman's register. I mean, went down the holes in the register, man. And uh, that woman looked down and she said, That's going to make a mess. Breaker said, Yeah, if you don't clean it up. You know. <laughs> I said, That's going down in the back. Man. That's going on the back, man. I guarantee you. I'm talking about the joy of serving God up and down yeah. the road. You know, people say, man, I want to have fun. Hey, man, serve God, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serve God. Serve yeah. God has got other guys that love God, other guys yeah. that want to serve God, yes, that encourage you and help you. Let me say, just serve God, man. Yeah. There's more joy in it. I'm telling you, some people that are wanting to retire, and I understand they want to retire, and some people that have to retire. But me, I don't want to. I still love it. Amen. I've seen a guy, he was wade fishing with one of them walkers, you know. <laughs> I mean, he loved fishing. He wasn't quitting, man, I'm telling yeah. you. One guy was fishing, he had a papoose with a baby in it, man. He's still fishing out there. Huh? I guarantee you, I don't want, you know, I know one day I'll have to, but right now, while I'm still upright, I am going to keep going as long as I can. Man. I guarantee you. And one time we were coming back from my trip to Amarillo. And y'all might have heard this one before, but I'm going to tell it again. We're coming back from Amarillo, and it's late at night. We're tired and we're out. Because that's about a nine-hour drive. Nine, ten-hour drive. Anyway, so we stopped at the roadside restroom. So me and, me and Phil, we go in there first, yeah. using the restroom. So we come out, and then Dan, he's going in. He's going in, and... Uh, Right behind him is two rough-looking, look like Korean guys. And they're talking to each other, you know. And Brother Dan, and Brother Dan, he thinks he's me and Phil playing. He's facing the wall, so he's sitting there going, can we take a win? And he turns around, and sees that guy, and they look at him like, we're going to kill you. And then Dan come out of there like Speedy Gums on him. He said, let's go, let's go, let's go. What's the matter? I'll take you in the car. And so we got the car. We're headed down the highway. We're headed down the highway. And uh, he told us what happened. And we got to laughing so hard. Phil had to pull over, man. And we were laughing so hard, man. And he said, what happened? He said, well, I'm scared. I said, scared of what? Yeah, I'm scared he's going to hurt me. <laughs> I said, it's going in the bag. It's going in the bag. We call him the next day and say, well, come on, come on. <laughs> Rub it in, boy. Rub it in. <laughs> I'm Joy in serving God. I'm telling you, me and Phil and Jimmy, was Phil maiden boy to the prison. And I had this little Volkswagen rabbit that somebody gave me. And so I'm, we went so far and on the way back, it broke down. So anyway, uh, it broke down. So what we do, we just pull over the side of the road. We called uh, John, Big John Smithburger. He's going to come get us. So we just got on the side of the road, started playing the guitar and the banjo. We're singing and fluffing, having a big time, you know. And so they come to get us. And man, Big John, he t- hooks a piece of rope to us. The rope must be only that long. I'm thinking, if he stops, man, I'm going to be in his windshield. Man. You know? And man, we're driving along, man. We are scared to death, man. He said, we're going to take it easy. Sure. Uh-huh. 55 miles an hour. I'm going to be Oh, my God, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's going in the bag. Huh? Nah. And this is one of my favorites. This one was, well, let me back up. Let me back up with this. Sometimes things happen. We are up in Amarillo 
good nine, ten hours away. My wife called. She's headed to the emergency room. And here I am, nine hours away. I mean, don't know. I can't do anything. All I can do is just trust God. But I called my girls and Stephanie. That they went over there and they got her. She had a kidney. Found out she had a kidney stone. And uh, didn't know what it was. Man, I'll tell you at first. Scare you to death. All you can do is just trust God. Just go on. Just go on and serve God. That's all you can do, man. Different things happen. We just go on and serve God. That's all we do. That's all you can do, man. And then not too, not even too far back, me and Brother Lowry, it was just being him that day, and we had a good service. And there were 450 inmates in that in the uh, service, and there would have been more, but they said that's it, we can't let them more in. 450 convicts, and uh, they came in, and boy, Brother Lowry was preaching that day. And he got to giving his testimony how God had saved him. And boy, I mean, he was a complete alcoholic before he got saved. He lost his family. He lost everything. But God put his life back together. If you see Mike now, you would never think he ever did drink. Well, you might. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, he, uh, he got to preaching, giving his testimony. And I mean, out of them 450, it must have been either two or 250. Uh, convicts standing in their chairs shouting, praying, ra- waving their hand, man, having the time of their life. I'm telling you, man, that gently went in the, yeah. went in the bag. Yeah. That yeah. gently went in the bag. I'm telling you. Now, if Brother Baker here would give, me, give us an illustration, but he ain't here. So we ain't going to do it. Anyway, <laughs> they, uh, I'm going to give one more. We went to uh, we was in uh, either Amarillo or Wichita Falls, I forget. But man, I'll tell you where I got to singing. Boy, God got to move around in there. And I look at the back of the church, and this big, big, biggest black guy I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, if Goliath was a black man, I met him. <laughs> Dan got to preaching, and I'm telling you, Dan got to preaching. And all of a sudden, I look back there, and them tears are running down that big black guy's face. And I'm thinking, that big boy thinking he had this altar, man. And I'm thinking, so sure enough, give or take, here he come, man. I'm in building, shaking. Every step, boom, boom, man. I'm hanging on, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> and the guy comes down there, and he kneels down. I put my arm around him, and I'm still standing up. That's how big this guy was, man, I'm telling you. But that big old boy, he got saved, man, and God changed his life. I'm telling you, that's the kind of stuff we're going after continually. We want to see God saved. We want to see God. I don't care who you are, where you at, man, that's what we're after. Get you somebody. Hey, Paul, find your silence. Hey, Paul, find your Barnabas. Find somebody to teach. Find somebody to play with. Find somebody to go with, man. Find somebody to serve God with. Your whole life, man. Yeah. Your whole life. You know, my first wife passed away, and it took me ten years. People, you know, they kept thinking, "Oh, man, your your standards are too high." No, no, they weren't too high. I wanted somebody that would serve God with me the rest of my life. I didn't want nothing to hinder me from serving God because I have enjoyed serving God my whole life, man. I've enjoyed the whole thing, Amen. I've enjoyed serving God and I wasn't about to stop now. I didn't want nothing to interfere with me and my children or my grandchildren. Boy, and God sent me the right woman. Like we've been married. It's hard to believe, but May 1st, it'll be 11 years already. That's hard to believe, man. And we've served God together in the county jail. I took her with me to the, uh, the female prisons. We've had a time of our life serving God. I'm telling you now. Then I'm going to show this one place right here and then I'm going to stop. Amen. But it said, um, back in verse 1, Remember not afraid the days that I use while the evil days come not. Nor the years draw not when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. You know, Brother Dan, uh, Brother Dan Matters, he prayed, I mean, uh, Solomon prayed an ugly picture. You know, we were created 
to please God, to serve God. That's why we were created. Yes. And we know we think it's to do this, that, and the other, but it, we were created. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If you please God, I promise you, God will please you, man. Amen. Serve God. I don't care what you go through. And things are going to happen in your life. You'll have trials and tribulations. You'll have things. Just keep on serving God, man. Keep on encouraging one another. Yeah. Like Brother Dan, listen, you know, we still have the want-tos. He just don't have the able-tos right now. Oh, he wants to. He wants to get up and teach you what he tried. Matter of fact, I guess he probably tried too early because he had that desire. He didn't want to. We won't do, man. This whole time the prison been closed, I've wanted to. Just have yeah. not been able to because they won't let me in. Listen, I would have went back in there just like it was, but no, they, they made us wait. But Brother Dan, I'm telling you, he said, when you have no, I, when you have no pleasure in them, in them, and Brother Dan, he ain't having pleasure in these days, believe me. He'll still have time with God. He'll meet with God. And God will give him that Father's kiss and that's what we need. But man, you need to serve God while you can. We were created to please God. I'm telling things happened. When my first wife died, oh man, it was hard. Man, I lost motivation, I'm telling you. But when I'd get in that car, we'd head to one of them prisons. One of them prisons. Man, God would lift my spirit. Serving God, man, just kept me from losing my mind. Serving God, help me. I'm telling you. Serving God with my whole heart, man. And then I'd get back to the house after everything settled down. And He would come back again. But I'm telling you, the work of God helped me. It helped me, I guarantee, and it'll help you too. No matter what happens. Then he goes on. I'm not going to go into it because it's got too much. I don't have enough time. But you put. He starts telling you how your eyes start to go. I just had cataract surgery. My wife had one just Thursday. And uh, you know something? I look like here. This eye, new lens in there. Everything's bright. This one here, it's dull. This is almost 73 years old. No wonder I got that. Look at old in there. But the Bible tells you exactly how it's going to be. Serve God while you can. Amen. Serve God. We're watching one by one. We're watching the old guard going home. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. And I'm excited about the new group we got coming up. I am so excited about these guys, man. I mean, listen, all the new said going all over the country being a blessing to us. I mean, that being a blessing to everybody. Amen. I mean, that being a blessing to everybody. Blessing churches in heaven on I mean, listen here, that's what we're created for, guys. To please God and to serve God. That is our purpose in life, man. And then the best is yet to come. Me, when you bow your head, we're going to get ready to close. Come on, say, would you help me? Lord, I just want to serve you, God. All the way to the end, God. I don't want that nothing coming between us. Lord, I'm going to serve you with my whole heart. God, I want to help me to find somebody to serve God with. Help me.